Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Say it again now. <laughs> You've got me. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Hello. And we have with us two more very esteemed guests, meteorologists with us, Dan and PJ. Been on the show before. Happy to couple, be back. A couple yeah. times, few times. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us back. Yep. Yep, I'm uh, I'm at 6:03. We just hit our 10th anniversary last yes, week, so that was pretty exciting. And uh, you and the the twins crew were able to come out and do a little uh, and do a little cigar lounge for us, which was pretty awesome at our party. It was a blast. Oh, you'll you'll be there for the fall fest in the in the fall, absolutely. Yep. So October. I am at Greater Good in Worcester, Mass. So it's an all it's the U.S.'s first all imperial brewing. Brewing company. So, uh, so imperial means it's just higher alcohol. So we don't make any beers <laughs> under eight percent. So all right. <laughs> so we can get you tuned up real quick. Around the world. Except for Pat. Except for Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Pat. Pla- plain Pat. That's what plain we call Pat. <laughs> We should have traded Pat because I researched what the good rappers were. <laughs> <laughs> Cigar is going to taste a little bit different because the wrapper changes the job. But 
know, I think that the pin bolt of the flavor should be very similar, or at least that's my thought. So why don't we why don't we start with uh, Shell? You want to tell us what you're picking up on this thing? It's very interesting because I'm not getting one solid note. Uh, it is a little woodsy, getting a bit of that campfire. Uh, no sweetness quite yet. I don't know if I should expect it or not, but um, so far it's just nice and full. And I'm, I'm enjoying that. I got a lot of the uh, what I'm, I'm going to say is candela on my on my foot. Yeah. And so you know, so let's see, let's see what happens. Right off the bat, um, first of all, just beautiful cigar. Like one of the most beautiful wrappers I've ever seen. Um, so super cool. Uh, really, really enjoy it. Um, I get a nice smooth kind of creaminess right off the bat. Uh, it's a really easy smoke. Um, it's got a tight roll too, uh, with with a nice draw. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very tight. You know, you're not gonna find soft spots. Yeah, it's a it's a touch woody, um, but really enjoying it, and I think uh, I think the beers are gonna pair nicely with this. Yeah, a little bit of pepperiness yep. there. So it's a nice, like, medium plus body smoke. It has kind of like this creamy texture on the front, and then it kind of has like a like a mineral salt kind of cedar kind of flavor up front. So it's kind of like a driftwood, I guess, if you had to kind of like condense that. Um, it does have kind of a floral sweetness. It kind of like coats your palate through the finish. And then it leaves like this, I want to say kind of like a lemon pepper on your palate. Mm. Kind of spice to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of yeah. Wood. Drip wood, yeah. yeah, it's like mineral salt and then just like a light wood. Like driftwood, driftwood, yeah. Just to compare. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I've never tried driftwood, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> you know, do it. Like a coastal driftwood or yeah. intercoastal yeah, driftwood? Yeah. Or is this Alaskan? Alaskan driftwood. Alaskan driftwood. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely bone white, though, right? <laughs> bone white for the driftwood? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, aside from the driftwood... It's uh, very creamy. Um, I do get that lemon on the palate. Um, I'm still working on it, though. I need time. Well, we figured we'd... Uh, we want to wake the palate up uh, to get going here. And so what we've done is there's a local brewery here in New Hampshire who I believe you guys have actually featured before. Um, and this is Abel Ebenezer. And they are out of Merrimack, and they are a, uh, a veteran-owned, yep, Merrimack, New Hampshire, veteran-owned brewery operation. And this is their flagship beer, <clears throat> and this is one of my favorites to pair with cigars. And so this is a burn the ships. So 
This, this is an IPA, and the special part about this is it is made with cherry wood smoked malt. Mm. So they actually smoke the malt using cherry wood, and then that malt is then used in the mash, and that those flavors get incorporated into the beer. So let's crack these open and share a little bit. Pastor, your audio is not working, by the way. And I have our large live audience letting me know. Breaking that fourth wall. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to Brett. Hey, Brett. Thank you, sir. So you're going to get a nice kind of amber-orangey on this. You can hit the nose. So you can get the malts, get a little bit of hoppiness. But you can smell right off the bat, you can get kind of that smokiness. And that's what kind of makes us distinct is, you know, it's, there's not a lot of people who can figure out how to use uh, smoked malt in an IPA, but these guys really nailed it's it. Smoky for so sure. Beer, yeah. in, in beer geek language, the smoked beer, when using that, it's, it's, it's categorized as a Roush beer. Mm -hmm. And Roush beers are very, it's, it's, a lot of people don't know what to make of them, so they're a bit unapproachable at times, but Abel Ebenezer has really done a fantastic job with, uh, with, with this burn the ships and kind of making it a Roush beer and approachable style by kind of integrating it with an, with an IPA. So really cool kind of twist on a traditional Roush beer um, that, you know, actually really, really goes well with this. You yeah, know? it's mm -hmm. fantastic. Definitely getting that smokiness right off the bat. We actually did a... Can um, people hear me, Dave? I don't know. Say something, Dan. I just did, Dave. Yes. <laughs> what that. does that mean? <laughs> it means that your voice is going out into the wild okay. web yonder. Ow! Brett, can you hear me? It's going out. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we thought so. But, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Petey, Petey, what are you doing, Petey? Sorry, he put it on my soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So the big question is, how does the burn the ships affect the cigar? These are both fairly strong-bodied things. Yeah. You know, the cigar has a lot of body to it. Um, so does the beer. What do you think? Um, does one cancel the other out? Is it too strong? Is it what? What's going on for you? You're my beer expert. Yeah. Well, in the so in the past when we've done some pairings with you Thank guys, you. we've shown you complementary pairings, and then we've shown you uh, basically opposition pairings. So right. you have two flavor profiles going in different directions, and, and how those work together. And we'll do a little bit of that later, which will be interesting. But um, these are it's definitely a complementary pairing, mm -hmm. and having smoked um, one of these before trying to get kind of those flavor profiles and this one's very similar um but the wrapper is pretty it's neat now the wrapper is providing some subtle uh, yeah yeah subtle, subtle changes but yeah i think the beer is pairing nicely with this it's really carrying that smoke all the way through they're mm -hmm. not fighting each other um so is it just me or does the beer sweeten the cigar it definitely does and i think it almost like I, I, my first thought was that that little spice that i was getting on this mm -hmm. the beer kind of almost calms it down a little bit so that yeah. spice is almost uh, it's a little bit more muted with the beer as opposed to if you smoke the cigar just by itself. Yeah, the spice is dropping and the sweetness is building up. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you getting that too, Dan? I absolutely get it. Yeah, it's okay. fantastic. It, it, it's just it's kind of mellowing them both out, and they're mm. just working nicely together. Yes. Oh, Shell, what about yourself? Are you agreeing with that? Absolutely agree. Definitely mellows out the spice. Um, I'm not really getting the sweetness. I'm getting a, a sour finish, which is not necessarily bad. 
But now, it kind of, it, it, it's kind of lingering on the, mm, on my tongue. There. I concur with that. I'm getting a sour finish. Yep. I don't know if that's because of my palate, or I, I don't usually drink IPA, so I don't know if that's something that's you know centric to an IPA or. Not, so or... yeah. So with with the IPA, what you're going to get is the hops are going to provide an acid in there. Mm-hmm. So that acid that's left over, that's actually what's it's going to okay. provide the kind of that sour feeling on the back yeah. of your tongue. Good. Nice. And I'm when I say this, it's making the cigar sweeter. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, this is like smoking a bar of chocolate. Right, yeah. Right. But you know that let's use Pat's descriptive Deadwood has gotten a lot more sweetness Drift. to it. Driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Deadwood. Deadwood. It's, oh. a, it's, a, it's sweetened driftwood now. It's a sweetened driftwood. Yep. Kind of like a uh, sober mesa brulee kind of sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> We can be fairly sure Steve isn't listening, so we <laughs> can get away with it. So he'll the, the, tell us what he thinks later. The different color, the different color wrappers I'm seeing on here. Yeah. These are different leaves, or this is yes. What, yeah, what's providing kind of the different color profiles? So the green is what you call a candela. Candela. And uh, all leaves start out green, of course. <laughs> the candela is just not aged long enough to have it change color. Well, they they age they it to the it, point. Right? Yeah, they stop it from aging at a certain point so that it the chloroform is not completely taken out. And that gives it that kind of grassy, hay Hobby, kind of earthy you kind of know, note. Uh, uh, note to it. Um, the lighter wrapper here would be what you would call a, a natural color wrapper. And uh, now I don't, I know it's a Nicaraguan because it's a Nicaraguan Puro, it's but I don't a know. Shade. I don't know. You know what kind of tobacco it is they've they've left that undisclosed and it's hmm. there's frankly there's not enough of it for me on my particular cigar to get enough of a flavor to hazard a guess um the bulk of the wrapper here looks like a habano to me would hmm. you agree pat do you have the darker wrapper? the darker part of the wrapper so i almost think that if there's any Habano on it, it's probably the lighter wrapper on it. You think the lighter wrapper is the Habano? Because I think last year they disclosed a little bit more with the Craft 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had a Ecuadorian Habano, Candela, and I forget. I, I wanted maybe a Sumatra? I believe uh, it's a Connecticut Broadleaf this year. So I, I think the Habano is a lighter wrapper, yes. though. Okay. Got some inside intel there? Or are you just making a... Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a yeah, bit. You know, guys? I told you I researched. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but... It has, like, that Neanderthal kind of spice mm-hmm. to it, so that's why it leads me to believe it is a Neanderthal. What? Now, these are relatively rare, right? When I was, they, reading, when I was make, reading up on these. It is a very, very limited run. Um, it, you know, um, even a store like Twins, you know, we got... 15 boxes of these wow. they come in boxes of 10 um and uh you know there's not a whole lot to go around i think there were you know uh 2500 boxes or 2500 cigars now will you boxes what, right yeah it's a kind of a one per person type thing this is kind of getting into what beer does now too or yeah will yeah. you sell a box to somebody or is it kind of no you just grab? no we can sell a box okay so all right that's why i wasn't sure i know sometimes with when beers it's get very limited, you know, it only comes out once a year. Yeah. So once once it's gone, it's gone. How would how do these compare to the twenty one? Um, a little bit more spice, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, la- yeah. Last year's was a little bit more. 
um, you've had the Romacraft Neanderthal mm-hmm. before. Take the take the the pepper out of it. Take the Lajero out of it, and that was kind of what it was like. Have you had the uh, <clears throat> the Aquitaine Romacraft? No, that's what that reminded me of. Just okay. like the Aquitaine. You know, then it was a perfecto so as well. It was a perfecto, so a much more difficult shape. Um, you know, I thought, you know, price-wise, this was a lot more approachable. Last year's was at $20 a stick. This year's is 12 Wow. Oh, nice. um, so, Confirmed you know, think, at 2500 boxes of 10 cigars. Yep, 2500 wow. boxes. And, um, you know, I, I'm really enjoying this a lot. Yeah. The, the leather, the earth, a little bit of coffee, you know, some... Uh, um espresso kind of you know dark espresso definitely notes. getting some espresso and then when i just took a another swig here um it's i, I i'm tasting the the a bit of that cherry from that cherry wood mm-hmm. oh. um, that's really coming out now when i when i'm drinking some of the beer that's a nice uh that's a nice compliment pat what do you think of the pairing so yes i'll, I'll concur for the most part but the the finish for me is kind of like a really so i mean the spice was taken away and then it's like very earthy and kind of metallic on the finish mm, i just got that i yeah. think it's the hops but mm-hmm. yeah i would agree mm-hmm. i would agree um so you guys are big beer people that's fair to say, right? I'm a big person. I do like beer. Both, so, yeah, yeah. In, in, in many different ways. Beer people. PJ probably more so than Dave. We're, we're, <laughs> we're big boned beer people. Yes, yes big boned beer, beer people. people. Big boned. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you're when you're smoking, a, you, you guys are also regulars at Twins. Yep. Right. Um, it's kind of a second. Is, is your is your favorite thing to to pair with cigars a, a beer, or do you go to bourbons or Tequilas uh, equal opportunity. Else? I mean, I, it depends on what I got to do after I leave Twins. Yes. Traditionally, you know, um, I really do love a spirit or a, a cocktail, uh, mm-hmm. but also it's great on a hot day. I mean, beer works perfectly with cigars as well, and it's mm-hmm. kind of whatever the mood strikes is kind of, you know, we'll just pick. I, you know, I don't normally yeah. associate, well, I'm going to get the cigar, so I'll pair it with that. I'll kind of like, let's try what I would want normally and just see how they kind of work together. Well, trial and error. Well, and it's you can get you can do kind of two or three drinks over the course of a cigar, and mm-hmm. a, you know, a two-hour smoke, and so sure. it, it is fun to kind of change it up too as you're going because mm. that cigar flavor profile is obviously changing as you burn from your sure. first third to your second third down to the down to the bottom. But um, I mean, I, I will say, even though I'm a beer guy, I love the patina old-fashioned at Twins. Like that is that is my number one old-fashioned. I mm. absolutely love that 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 cocktail. Um, Kendra does so good at making she, those. She she just slays that thing. It is, uh, you know, she convinced me to try one a couple months ago, and I think I've got at least half a dozen people hooked on that. Yeah, you know what's the worst thing about the patina fashion is that I just drink it. Yeah, it goes you know fast. I mean? right? It goes it goes fast, really and, and so it's like, you know, the nice thing about a beer or you know a a, a straight pour of something. I'll typically more sip at it. Right. But that cocktail, it's just so easy to drink. You know, I'm a little bit thirsty. And then you realize, wait, that was all alcohol. It's gone. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's just so perfectly balanced. Yeah. It's very, you know, very it's just well a balanced. Very, drink. very nice drink. Yep. Very but, nice you know, drink. but the same thing, you know, and PJ's in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, we're both 
also bourbon and tequila fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we will gravitate a lot towards barrel aged beers too. Yep. That mm-hmm. you know that bring a lot of those qualities and flavors uh, flavors into it. But um, yeah, a cigar like this, you you know, it's just it's it's a it's a it's a it's got a real presence. So yeah. you got to make sure you balance it off with something strong. Definitely, definitely. Um, now you said something interesting you know when you were kind of introducing yourself that uh, you know we you had your 10th anniversary and then you mentioned something called fall fest yes what is, what is fall fest so fall fest very much like our 10th anniversary when we we usually do two big parties a year and uh 10th anniversary lands in june on mm-hmm. june 3rd 603 okay. yeah so oh, that, that's, oh, when, that's oh. when we incorporated as a company 10 years ago and we use that as our kind of official birthday what a great coincidence yeah wow. so, so we do 603 day and then we do Fall Fest, which is in October. And that is focused around actually a, a very similar beer that we're going to have a little later. Okay. But it's a traditional Marzen, okay. um, which is a malt forward. But, yeah, what we do is we actually we basically do a giant block party. We shut the main street down that we're on. Uh, we bring in food vendors. We bring in events. We bring in fantastic cigar vendors and things mm-hmm. like that and uh yeah. so yeah just at the last one um that we did for the 10th anniversary we had about four thousand people come through and it was sweet. uh were you happy with that a hell of a day yep yeah. i think everything ran smooth um all the food trucks ran out of food so that was that's uh, a good sign that was a good sign my my always my judge is it how many steps dan uh 16 miles this year 16 miles yeah. you walked during fall fest yeah. unbelievable yeah do your legs just last year no fall fest was 22 miles oh, yeah. oh <laughs> this year is 603 day i got to relax about halfway through that's relaxed a little bit <laughs> <extreme hockey. laughs> i got i got to smoke a couple cigars and hang out uh hang out with the boys in the afternoon so that was uh that was nice but um yeah it, it was uh it was such a cool event to have mm. you guys there because yeah. that was kind of my one thing i was yeah. like I want something for me. I know I'm going to be working all day, and I know we're having this big party, but like, I want something that I'm definitely going to like have a special enjoyment for. And um, having having twins come out was just it was just great. We totally enjoyed being there. That was a, the weather yeah. was perfect. You couldn't have beat you couldn't have beat that. Day. The, I mean, the only thing we could have asked for was a little less pollen. Yes. Oh yeah. That that was the, that was the weekend when it was just raining yeah. Yeah, yellow yeah. pollen from the trees. Yeah. But uh, everyone seemed to fight through it and still. We have all good, fought through it. Good it was, time. Yep. Everyone's and, uh, lungs have been cleaned out since. A lot of cigars, and honestly, one of the th- one of the things that I I noticed, and I feel like cigar culture is just growing so much stronger and it's that much more acceptable. Where yep. there was no issues with people walking around smoking cigars, there was no, no squawking and about it. People were asking me, you know, where can we smoke this? I said, you can smoke anywhere as long as you're outside. Yeah, really? Yeah, like, anywhere? Yep. Yeah, anywhere. Just nope. don't just don't smoke inside. So people yeah. people really enjoyed it, um, and yeah, this will it'll definitely be a staple of all the events moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that went really well. We had yeah. a great time. I think we'd like to do. We'd like to, we talked about doing a couple other kind of specialty events, mm-hmm. which would be fun. Doing some more pairings and, and things yep, of that nature. Yep. Doing a, a, a cigar one on one class mm-hmm. over there, right? That would be my favorite because you know getting into. I've smoked cigars for you know a decade, but. Only really started getting into premium cigars mm-hmm. probably four years ago, and okay. you know it's come on pretty heavy. But just <laughs> reeling the the there's so much to learn, and yeah. there's definitely an intimidation factor getting into cigars. How do you light it? How do you mm-hmm. cut it? How do you you know? 
because it makes a big difference, especially when you get into them and you're buying a premium cigar. How you light that cigar is going to make, make all difference. the difference in the world in how that thing tastes. It really does make a big difference. You know, I know I've found that I like a V cut typically mm-hmm. on most cigars and things of that nature. But it, it's it's neat to kind of get into the minutia and and discover what you really like about um, what you like about it. Now let me let me ask some uh, kind of a related question here, or maybe not. Um, you know, here here we're kind of playing with pairings. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 you knew the cigar. We don't know the beer. We've never tried it before. You know, but you know, how important is it to you that what you're drinking goes with what you're smoking? And do you ever, you know, sit down with a cigar, try a beer, and and then be like, I really like that, but that that, that didn't really go on. So I'm gonna get something else. Have you ever done that? I've absolutely done. I'm not afraid to put a drink down that it's not working because mm-hmm. I'm there to enjoy it, you know? And even if I've paid whatever, you know, for this particular drink, mm-hmm. if I don't like it, I'm going to get something different and I'm going to make sure that I'm enjoying the, the pairing uh, because, you know, between that cigar and that drink, you're already twenty thirty dollars in your experience um you want to enjoy it you want to yeah, sure. you want to enjoy each puff you want to enjoy each sip i think the opposite's true too where sometimes you'll really want a specific drink and maybe the cigar you get isn't working well that's so, what i was gonna ask next. so yep. maybe you're just like all right this isn't the cigar i really want and you know sure you might have spent some money on it but it's all about the experience and every time you want it you want to have the best possible mm. experience you can yeah so it's like all right let me just put this cigar down let's go get something i think will work a little bit better for what i'm doing and Try it again, you know. Now, have you done that? Have you put down a cigar because the drink was the important thing to you and, and gotten another one? I've put down a cigar because it wasn't what I wanted at the time, and not because the 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 uh, drink wasn't pairing well with it. Mm-hmm. But I can, you know, I'm not afraid to buy an expensive beer or an expensive drink and just be like, yeah, it's not what I want, and I'll just get rid of it. So I'm sure at some point it will be to that where I'll like, you know what? This isn't working with what I really want to drink, so I'm gonna put it down. Right. But I just haven't. I ha- luckily I haven't had to yet. I got a. I got a decent example of that. This happened okay. a couple of months ago when we were doing the street taco. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, we're doing the street taco. So I, I grabbed the street taco cigar, mm-hmm. and I was up in Twins, and I think I had. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was maybe a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. I was drinking it with, and I'm just like, I don't particularly like this cigar very much. Mm. And then, so I, you know, we came up with a different pairing for it. Because the the wheat wasn't working, and then we came and we did the podcast, and I was like, "Holy right. shit, I like this thing!" So yeah, yeah. I and I have since you know bought a box of street tacos <laughs> because I'm like, I actually love this cigar now. Nice. Like, it's it like getting those. Now I knew what to expect, like that cayenne kind of spicy, mm-hmm. peppery mm-hmm. from that thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's, it's so good. Yeah, right? It's so good, and it was interesting to me how I wish I had that been. that pairing just kind of didn't Rock fly yeah. at all for me. The first time through, and then I liked it so much with another pairing, I ended up buying a box of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I thought that I was like, oh, okay. You know, so that really opens your eyes to, hey, if it doesn't work, don't force it. Yeah. Try something different. Life's too short. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and it speaks to the fact that, you know, what you're eating or drinking with your with what you're smoking can make a big difference. Makes a huge on difference. Yeah. What you, what you think crazy. about the cigars. Don't necessarily, if it's your first time having it, don't just write it off, especially if you've been drinking or eating something with it because how it reacts with your palate may really make it something different than if you had it on its own or with something else that was a little bit more complimentary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with beers and IPAs in particular too. So IPAs can be very polarizing, Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing pairings. Um, So a lot of the times we'll gravitate 
people towards, you know, uh, sometimes fattier foods right. work nice because it helps cut through that fattiness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a ton of IPAs I would pair with cigars. It's kind of tough doing a soft New England IPA, yep. soft, juicy New England IPA with yeah. a cigar. That really not a great combination. It's going to be unless, lost. Unless you're doing something more of a, a, a Connecticut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, or Candela. Yeah, that can kind of get together. Uh, but, yeah, you don't want a big, heavy Maduro and and a juicy New England IPA. That's that's not a combo that comes off too great. I think the one, thing's, uh, one thing we found, too, you know, in the past is that if you're going to do an IPA with a cigar, a really bitter West Coast IPA will be something that can cut through, and you can kind of get that, that, that flavor profile with the cigar, as opposed to, the, you know, you're getting some some piney resinous there, some big floral notes, mm-hmm. that big malt base to kind of back it up, as opposed to the New England IPA, which is much much less assertive in bitterness, more tropical fruit, citrusy notes. Um, it kind of just gets lost with a full-flavored cigar. I get a lot of grapefruit in New England IPA. Uh, that, yeah. It's definitely a, a citrus that's... That, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a hallmark of the uh, uh, the West Coast United States mm-hmm. hops. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get a lot of those there. And also um, New Zealand, Australia. Yep. You'll get a lot of uh, lime and flavors like that. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of tropical flavors, and sometimes that's not going to work with a yeah. with a cigar so well. Now, do we have another beer that we want to try with the cigar? We sure do. Uh, we do. So this is an interesting one. PJ, take so, it. Yeah, so I broke this out of my cellar. I've been sitting on it for, sitting, uh, sitting on it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this is a beer called Resolution Break from Trillium Brewing down in Mass. It is an imperial stout. Brewed with cold brew coffee. Uh, it says it's waffles. I don't know that word before it, but cold brew coffee, <laughs> uh, waffles, waffles, lactose, and vanilla. Ooh. So this is what you would call a pastry stout. Uh, it's 13% alcohol, so this is going to be a, a little yeah, heavy hitter. And I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a big sweetness from this beer. Um, it is from 2020, so it's got a couple years of age on it. So I don't know if that coffee, coffee tends to kind of fall off on beers after a little bit. Um, we'll see if it's still holding up on this. All right. But I thought it would be kind of interesting to get something overly sweet to kind of go along with this cigar. Very nice. So from PJ's Cellar. From PJ's Cellar. Mm. PJ went deep in the cellar for this today. How many of us we got? One, two, three. There's six of us all together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven. Glad you guys went along with that. How many cups do we have? We'll see. We're good. I think. I think we're good. Look at that. That is dark. Uh, oh. This is gonna be dark, dark viscous, liquid gold. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Look at that. So this is a nice sipper. Obviously, you just yeah. you're just kind of want to yeah, kind of sip it over your palate. This is kind of like the polar opposite of the IPA that we've been drinking. Yeah. Yep. So this is where we're gonna do that. We're gonna s- screw around with your palate a little bit. Hold on. Let's, let's get everybody even here. Okay. Yeah, look at that. You can make the Dan glasses a little higher. If you <laughs> <laughs> I got your back, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate that, Dan. We Dans have to stick together. Damn. Dan I right. I feel outnumbered right. by Dans right now. <laughs> yep. Right. Oh, well, you kind of are. <laughs> Dan ratio. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy Dan ratio. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also true. Right on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. There here we go. go. Let's so do definitely it. start with your nose on this yeah. one, guys, because you're gonna you're gonna pull a lot. This oh, one, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. And this is nice to go with the back half of the cigar. Is that flavors building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to mm. tell us about the kind of flavors mm. that we should be getting from this, there, PJ? You want us to say what we get first, Dan, and then see if we're right. 
Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no so, faith, man. Prime the pump. Yeah. All right, Pat, what are you getting off the uh, uh, waffle stout? I didn't have it yet. I was instructed. If you're going to bitch about it and then not say anything, come on, let's go. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, no, that's what I said. I'm getting like Keep a your... plum and coffee on the aroma. Mm -hmm. Plum, definitely. I can see that. Mm. And it tastes like one of those like dark cherry, dark chocolate candies. That's chocolate right With there. With espresso yeah. on the finish. Chocolate. Big chocolate. Big chocolate. Yeah, I think the coffee has gone more cocoa after the two years. Yep. That's what I'm picking up more than mm. coffee. Yeah, because there isn't, didn't say chocolate in here, did it? No. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely just from the grain. Yeah. Mm. So there's no actual chocolate, but the, the way they roast the malts, mm -hmm. there's actually a, a malt called chocolate malt, um, and that's purely just from the roasting technique that they use, because when you're roasting those mm. malts, the the more roast you're putting on it, the malt starts getting darker, and that starts bringing out more sugars in it. Okay. And you kind of get to a point where you've maximized how sweet it's going to get, and then if you keep roasting it, you're going to bring out a lot of bitterness. So that chocolate is kind of that point where right before it starts to get acrid, you know, you get a lot of sweetness. So it's an interesting kind of profile that the maltster uses. A little bell curve, yeah. 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 So getting a lot more woody notes from the cigar... Uh, the the cool. leather for me is kind of deepened. Um, the spice has come raging back, especially in the retro hail. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's a much darker, richer cigar with this particular pair. This pairing wins for me. Yeah, this this, yep. this this just opened the cigar up completely. Mm -hmm. I'll say neither of these pairings are for the novice. <laughs> you want to be sure that you can handle uh, a a robust cigar mm -hmm. and a high percentage beer. I got a lot of maple syrup just off the aroma itself. It's a big sweetness to that. Big, yeah. big time maple syrup. I, I, yeah. I thought it was going to be sweet, but this is almost sweeter than I had anticipated. Yeah. Oh, the pastor smoking oh, the glove. Smoking the beer. Oh. oh. Bad scientist out there. Mm. Well, let's see how that. Uh, oh, I'm doing that. That's, well, how did he that's just, just do that? Cool. Well, how did you just do that? Can I want an instant replay? We got an instant replay. Look at this guy. He's making his own smoked beers. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> It adds a creaminess to the beer, um, cuts down a little bit on the sweetness. It's what you do. Oh, yeah, it's hard to do it in a, in a glass like this. Yeah. But you, you want to cover it. You want to take a drag on your cigar, good drag. Oh, yeah. Cover it a little more. I'm going to get your hand over it. Swish it around a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. What this is supposed to do is tell you how the cigar is going to affect the drink. That's like okay. the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> huh? Huh? New tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out with you guys. Oh, wow. It totally changes it. Totally those. changes it, doesn't it? Man, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Totally changes it. <clears throat> I think it almost mellows out that sweetness a little bit. It does. It cuts down on the sweetness of the drink. Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. That's going to be a process every time I take yes. a Yes. <laughs> what else can I try that with? It's a lot easier with Glenn Karn glasses. <laughs> Even your little mini beer glasses. Yep. That would be that would be easier to do. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good way to, to figure out how the cigar is changing the drink. How, how specifically did it change it for you? You guys are a little bit more 
beer palate friendly than I am. It definitely not. It definitely knocked that sweetness down. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit more vanilla. I think now than I than I did before. Um, yeah, the on, like the maple syrupy that, kind of flavor was so prominent before, yeah. and it definitely pulled that. I almost pulled that back did, a little bit. Almost think it cut down on the roastiness from that malt a little bit too, and mm. just gave it more just that smokiness, obviously from from sure. putting, from it, from being in there. Shell, what about yourself? Um. The vanilla is very prominent now with the pairing. Mm. I did not smoke my beer, but the vanilla is definitely there. A lot more creaminess coming out of the cigar for me. And again, that spice is just gone on the cigar. Very muted, but I'm still getting a lot of uh, smokiness out of it. Mm. So, very good. Yeah, mm. now, do you, are you, Pat, I'm curious, are you getting any of the sour or metallic now? Or did this beer cancel that out? Come back to me. I had a little bit of a construction thing on the cigar, so I haven't really had a chance to... Okay. Uh, that's interesting because the construction on mine has been perfect. perfect. Yes. Perfect. I have and, not had any touch-up issues, no relight issues. And one of the things I like about most Roma Craft stuff is it burns forever. Yeah. I mean, here's this little Robusto. We've been smoking it for 30 minutes, and I'm smoking fairly fast, I think, and I'm, I'm halfway down. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not taking my time, but it's taking its time. Right. It's one of the things I enjoy about their cigars is that um, it burns so slowly. They, really the burn rate is fantastic yeah and it is a really tight wrap on this too i, I hadn't noticed it's until dense, you... it's a dense cigar yeah mm. but the draw is good draws yeah draws smokes so well perfect amount of resistance now how oh. are they able to wrap it that dense and still get that draw is that really is They're it is just that good and the humidity <laughs> level has got to be pretty important to yeah it, right? so totally just so you know last year roma craft won the first factory of the year okay so the, there's a reason for that Yep. Good stuff. Um, let me do a little cigar confession right now. Pastor Padron oh, cigar confession. Oh boy. Okay. Down the uh, rabbit hole we go. And the confession is more of a question right now. And, you know, it, it happens to all of us. It happens to me. Um, sometimes you're, you meet with a friend. Maybe you meet the rep, whatever. They hand you a cigar. Would you like a cigar? Sure. And they give it to you. And maybe you know off the bat, or maybe you light it up, and you realize, this is not my thing. Now, your friend is sitting right there, enjoying the cigar that he's given you. What do you do? What, what do you do when you're given a cigar that you don't enjoy? How badly don't I enjoy By it? By the by the person who is enjoying it themselves in front of you do you do you is the is the right thing to do to put it down and say hey thank you very much it's just not hitting me where i'm at you know or out of politeness you just smoke it anyway so to put this into my world a little bit with beer is i understand that you know not everyone is going to enjoy the beers that that i sell that we make um but what I do appreciate is honesty. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, I always tell people, it's like, if you don't like the beer, it's not my kid. You don't have to lie to me. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's just my life. If you're not enjoying Put it, back it in. it's not done yet. Tell me what you don't enjoy. Like, I, think it's good, I think it's good feedback to you know, hear 
what aren't you enjoying about it? Is it something that I'm hearing? Is it something that could be improved upon? Mm -hmm. Or is it just, that's just how that yeah. is? And maybe there's no changing it, but it's just not for you anyway. But yeah. I'll at least appreciate that I can get an honest feedback from, from the person about it. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're not just going to BS me when I go and hand them something. Yep. But I guess, it, honestly, it would depend on if somebody did that. It, it's situationally. For, if somebody hands me a beer that I don't necessarily enjoy and I'm in front of them, I'll drink it. And I'll say... I'll kind of ask, like, do you want some honest feedback or, or, to, <laughs> or, or, or better yet? Here, let me get you one. Yeah. Um, but let me show you what a cigar really tastes like, buddy. Sometimes, I, you know, other times I'd probably just power through it, you know? I yeah. Mean, I, um, I'll usually stop. You'll usually stop. I'll usually be You're like. one of those guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, if it's not working and then. To make my soul feel a little better, I'll probably make sure I give them a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> At least I feel like I'm even the playing field. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've had a couple where, uh, you know, I actually I've been at the lounge at Twins. Mm -hmm. I went down, and maybe mm -hmm. it was a recommendation, or I'm giving something a shot. And it's like, you know, this isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. There was, um, I don't want to, you know, yeah, say, yeah, say yeah, what yeah, I didn't like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that happened, I think, like a month ago. And I was just like, you know what, just just not working right now. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll like it some other time. Maybe I'll like it later. But, like, I'm not going to finish this one. I'm going to go grab something else that I think that's I'm going to enjoy more. Dave, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened to me. And I'm just like, I sweet, I'll, everything. I'll, I'll smoke it later when I'm drunk. <laughs> After yeah. I've had some thirteen, hardly. I mean, I can't taste it. Anymore. Usually, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I always, I'm always smoking something. You know, whether it's a pipe or a cigar. So <laughs> if, if I, if I'm not gonna like it right at that time, I'm pretty much already smoking something anyway. So I'll just put it down, put it aside, and be like, thanks. I'll get to it later. Yeah. You know, but I make sure that you know they are well thanked. Now, here's a question for you, cigar experts. That I'm still with being new to this sort of life life experience that we have with cigars is lifestyle what is it is it okay to put a cigar down and relight it hours later or even the next day you, you know that is something that i've struggled with over my cigar tenure because you know some people will say you never relight a cigar because it, it ruins the flavor other people will say no, it's fine you know you're just picking it we left off i think it depends on how you're lighting your cigar yes okay if That's you're burning it with a torch, it. you're going to ruin your cigar. Okay. You, it's just charcoal after that point. But if you have a soft touch, you just light the edges, or you have a, a soft lighter or a match, you can continue on. Now, as far as etiquette goes, that's all perspective. Okay. So, yeah. yeah I, the, you know, the, the playbook answer from, you know, the you know, cigar world would be if it's more than a few hours old, you, you're not it. supposed to do it. That said, I totally agree with Shell. <clears throat> if you lit your cigar properly in the first place and you know how to relight a cigar that's been lit, you can enjoy a cigar hours after it's been out. Um, and the way you do that is, you know, take your cigar after it's gone out and knock all the ash off of it that you can you know, so it's as you know, even use your finger, whatever, yep. get get the ash off and then hold the soft flame or the torch. And again, don't be you're not like trying to take off to the moon. If you're seeing, <laughs> you know, flames go everywhere like this, you're doing it wrong. Hold the way it should just be getting you should just see that cherry start to toast you're reheating, on the bottom. Not toasting. Yeah, you. you're reheating. You're not yeah. you're not burning the cigar. And then here's here's the key. Instead of pulling in blow out 
through the cigar two or three times. Interesting. While you're and trying to light it. What what that does, okay, like that is the ash, the resin, the oils that have been collecting at the beginning get pushed out and burned off. Okay. In the flame. And then after you've done that a couple of times, then when you draw in, it's all fresh cigar. Gotcha. And you'll be able to do that and enjoy the cigar. It may not be exactly the same, but it should be pretty much the same. Okay. And I've done that. Yeah, um, it works. It's crazy. It, it really, really works. Um, you know, am I the kind of guy that's going to, you know, you know, go back to the porch and two days later there's a butt? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but a few hours that day... Yeah, especially if I was enjoying the cigar. Yeah. I've had some some success a couple hours later doing mm-hmm. a relight. I've never had any success the next day doing a relight. Yeah. That just did it, it staled out for me at that point mm-hmm. and it just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah, because that, that stale ash gets absorbed by the rest of the tobacco in the cigar and that's going to affect the flavor. The now, other the other thing I've done in the past, and I don't know if that's if this is the proper technique you can let me know, but once I again if I'm going for a Several hour, hour later, relight. I'll knock that ash off, but I'll delicately try to even maybe even take my pipe tool and mm-hmm. just try to scrape out anything loose, kind of in the middle. Yeah. Without pushing anything, without patting anything down. Right, right, right. Just tapping as much off as you can, and that's the key, because once you pull that ash, that that old ash through the cigar, that's what you're going to taste. Okay. And that's that's what you're trying to avoid. So by knocking everything off that you possibly can and then blowing out as you're lighting it, you're burning off the residuals of what you couldn't knock off the cigar. My Does that make ign- sense? Yeah, my ignorance a little bit. What about just uh, what what would happen if you just cut it below the ash? You can do that too. Okay, so that, that would work. Uh, that's what that I was would work too. You can cut it below the ash and start start fresh. Okay. You know, that works just as well. Okay. I'm curious, Pat, can I go back to you? I'm curious if you are getting the sour or the metallic at all now that we changed the uh, the beer up. So the on the finish, it's more of like a like bitter cocoa espresso, which yep. is a good thing because mm-hmm. that, that's something I really enjoy in cigars. And then that sweetness is enhancing kind of the palate. So it kind of coats your palate, that kind of sweet kind of chocolate syrup. You guys are getting maple. To me, it's like really cocoa. It could be just because of the cigars. Molasses. Mm-hmm. Molasses and, I'm getting, yeah. The, the spice is still there, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just giving me a really nice, like, savory, bitter kind of earth. Savory is a very good one, yeah. yeah. All right, now, was there another beer we wanted to try with this? No, this was it for okay, the this was it. These are the two. All right, this no, one. this is good. So, of the two pairings, the Burn the Ships and the, what's the name of the, the, the waffle? This is called Resolution <laughs> Resolution Break. From Resolution Brilliant. Break. Resolution Break. Which pairing did you prefer and why? Me yeah. first? Uh, yeah. yeah, hands down, I'm, I'm doing the Trillium with this one. I think this, this cigar was so strong uh, that the, the big, bold flavors from this are just, mm-hmm. they're matching so much better. Um, I, I was picking up on what Pat was saying, which is why I was so interested in kind of coming back to him, where the... When I was drinking the beer, I was enjoying it. A little afterwards, like the aftertaste and with the smoke didn't work as well. This, how it leaves that kind of lingering viscous sweetness on the tongue, it makes it a I lot, think it plays lot, better lot nicer, with the flavors. Yeah, when, the, when the smoke rolls back in, in your yep. mouth. Mm-hmm. 
PJ. You know, as odd as it is, I'm kind of torn. There's things I really, really enjoyed about the uh, the burn the ships with it. It kind of lightened it up a little bit, added some almost, dare I say, refreshing kind of notes. But with the the Trillium, I do like how the big, bold flavors of the beer kind of work and kind of, you know, bring out some of those same things out of the cigar as well. And that sweetness, I think, is... Is, is is nice. I tend to like sweeter things. I, I don't know why, but uh, I think that's why I am this pie. way. <laughs> I like pie, cake, Snickers bars. No, I like pie. No, but I think that the uh, the big uh, the big roasty malt from from the beer uh, is definitely kind of working well with with the, the with the cigars. Well. I'm, I'm kind of glad we started with that one though, because. Mm. The pepperiness and some mm-hmm. of that that I was getting much stronger mm-hmm. at the beginning. I'm not getting as much with this. So like this, 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 the stout, the bigger stout has definitely brought out a different flavor profile. Sure. Shell, what about yourself? Oh, much like PJ, I'm kind of in the middle. The uh, the burn the ships was a nice, smoky, hearty. I liked it, the spice that that brought to the cigar. But the Trillium was more at my alley. I like porters, like stouts, so mm-hmm. I got a lot more complexity out of that pairing than I did the first. Pat? So with my like limited experience with beer pairings, I've noticed when it comes to like IPAs, the for me at least, the, the cigar needs to have like a prominent sweet finish to it to kind of combat those hops. Mm-hmm. So I think since the Roma 2022 kind of has like that kind of citrus, like lemon pepper type finish to it, it's not really a sweet finished cigar. It's on the palate, but not through the finish. Mm-hmm. I just think it didn't really go well for me with the burn the ships the palette was really good but then that lingering finish like that kind of like metallic earth yeah i wasn't a huge fan of so i'd say definitely the second pairing because again since you don't have that sweetness on the finish i think the sweetness from the barley wine no that was called? no is this is a stout. stout 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 the sweetness from the stout definitely enhanced not only the cigar on the palate but to the finish dave um well i could pretty much agree with it everybody said like i enjoyed both a lot um i definitely will pick the trillium as my favorite i just like the uh the overall mouthfeel and the coating of like that molasses but i think it just goes so well with the cigar mm-hmm. um but yeah that's my pick yeah the trillium was mine <clears throat> um but part of that i think may just be my palate too i'm not a huge ipa guy so <clears throat> you know i'm more of a dark you know, porter, stout kind of guy. So I'm much more drawn to something like this. I do think that um, the Burn the Ships did some great things to the cigar, like mm-hmm. like I think we all said. But um, I think the dark sweetness of the Trillium really did a lot more with the flavors that are in the cigar and brought out a lot of those deeper, richer flavors. I love how it brought out the espresso for me. And I do like how it allowed that pepper to come through, especially in the retro where the, the IPA really took a lot of that out. Um, so the, the Trillium would be my pairing for me. And what do we all think of the cigar? This oh, is fantastic. Just a fantastic been, cigar, yeah, yeah. right? Buying a box. Yeah, it's, it's great. They're not going to be around long if you yeah. have a no. chance to go out and get a box. Um, it's bad we don't know anybody. But... I know. Right. Yeah. yeah no. It's too bad. Yeah. Also, no. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a. It's going to be a race to the door tomorrow. Yeah. To kind of. Yeah. To kind of get these boxes. We had a box, but we we were smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! Yeah. But for the record, that burn issue I had was only 
I'd say for like two minutes. Mm. So it corrected itself. Really was that was that user error? No, I just had a little probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. probably. <laughs> I feel like mine got a little sideways and then it corrected yeah. itself. Yeah. It had like a little kind of tunnel in it, but it quickly corrected itself. So yeah, I mean, I have nothing negative. To cigars, say cigars, you know, to me don't have to have this perfect cylindrical cylindrical burn all the way down all the time. As long as it corrects itself. Yeah. You know, that's that's really what I look for. If you get a tunnel like Pat was saying, or it obviously starts to canoe, you know, but uh, the the burn on these has been great. I haven't really seen anybody have to deal with anything pat only had to deal with his for a couple of minutes so you know i think we can say this is a very well constructed cigar and Agreed. here we are you know 50 minutes in and we're all still smoking this robusto yeah and it wasn't a huge it's not no, it's, a, it's a five inch cigar it's a, yeah. it's a five by 50 so this is not a big cigar but it's lasted you know almost an hour yeah. mm. hashtag aromatherapy yep there really, you go. it's smoothed out quite a bit too. yeah it really has smoothed out now, if you were gonna if you were gonna go cocktail with this, what would you do? Oh, now I'll be honest. A patina fashion would be fantastic yeah. with this. Right. it would kill it. Patina fashion. Where's Ken doing an eater? At the mm. bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> making all the bills. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to switch up both beers and uh, what we're smoking. We're going to be looking at HH. Bold Kentucky by McBaron when we come back. So I don't go anywhere. All right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for hanging in there with us, or thanks for joining us. If you're just uh, uh, joining us now, we are smoking this for the second half of the show. It is the HH Bold Kentucky by uh, McBaron, and it is a nice flake that we're going to be looking at here. Let me get my notes going going on here there we go let me uh, read you what it says from the uh, description uh, this is the strongest pipe tobacco among the blends that McBaron uh, has and is not recommended for inexperienced pipe users uh oh HH Bull Kentucky contains a high amount of the finest dark fire Kentucky from the USA and Africa and is combined with bright Virginias to soften the taste just a bit Still, the taste is of earthiness with just a slight nuance of sweetness as the underlying taste, which comes from the leaf itself and the hot press, which marries the different tobaccos together. Like all other HH blends, this blend has only an absolute minimum of casing and no top flavor at all. It is uh, produced by McBaron. It's a Virginia Burley blend. Uh, Kentucky, Virginia. There's no flavoring on it except what little bit they have to do to put it into the cake. It's a flake cut, meaning that if you go into the tin here, you get something that looks like this. Okay, that's called a flake. And um, what are we going to pair with this? First? Okay, first of all, this is incredible. You like it? <laughs> first couple of puffs are absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um, so what we're going to pair with this is a Springfest Marzen beer, mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read off my cue card. Mm -hmm. So this is from Head Brewer Doug, who sent me a little note uh, <laughs> because this is this is Doug's baby. Um, and he's won a, he's won several awards with this beer, so mm. I want to make sure I get it I get it right. Mm -hmm. The traditional name is I don't know I don't know how we can pronounce this one Dan without getting in trouble. Uh, <laughs> 
Frungling, Frungling Fest? Frungling Fest? Yeah, okay, we're just going to leave that the way. Uh, <laughs> it's the little sister of an Oktoberfest. Well, Oktoberfest started in 1810. Springfest is a much younger, started in 1965. The Mars and beer, which is brewed with more hops, malt, and slightly higher alcohol content, would allow the beer to last through the forbidden months of brewing, April to September. This beer was often kept in a cellar or cave until late summer to celebrate the hop harvest. And in return of the brewing season. Now that this, uh, now that that law no longer exists, they can brew it whenever they want. So you'll see a deep auburn color with a thin tan head, notes of Bavarian bread, dark dried fruit, and a clean, crisp finish. It pairs perfectly with schnitzel, sausage, pretzel, lederhosen, and oh, and love me some good Lederhosen. Doug actually dresses in traditional German Lederhosen when he brews this beer every oh, year, does he? which is yes, he does. Fairly hilarious and also fun to watch. Mm. But um, what's neat about the making of this beer, which is actually a bit complicated, mm-hmm. still that. Yep. Um, he goes through a very difficult mash process. So what the mash process is, is when you take all your grains and you crush your grains up and then you put them into your mash ton and then you're adding hot water to that, yep. what that's doing is it is taking the starches that have developed in the grains and it's converting them into sugars mm. with the hot water. Okay. And depending on the temperature of the mash, it changes the complexity of the sugar molecule that you're creating out of the grain so the lower the temperature on the mash you get a um a simpler Mm -hmm. sugar molecule and then the higher the temperature that you mash at the more complex a sugar molecule you'll get okay and when the beer ferments it's easy to uh for the yeast to digest those simple sugars a lot faster and to dry the beer out so a lot of the times you'll have kind of a single temperature that you mash a beer okay. at, right so what we had here with the stout that's going to be a high mash temperature because right. you want those complex sugars you want a lot of that that uh, viscous mouthfeel gets left yep, over yep, from that yep. kind of thing but something like a a lager a light lager that beer hall lager we were drinking mm-hmm. before the show yep. that's going to be a very lower mash temperature um, so, but this uses a step mash procedure. So what's that? What's so he starts, mash? he starts at, um, a lower temperature okay. and he'll give it a rest, but he doesn't let it sit there. Then he'll bring it up and he'll give it another rest at a higher temperature. Mm-hmm. And he basically keeps stepping up the temperatures in the mm-hmm. mash. And that's creating a several different layers of kind of, uh, complexities of sugars in the beer. And... So when we're fermenting it out, it also takes quite a while. So we'll ferment this beer for at least six weeks. And uh, as I was reading before, this beer would sit in barrels in caves for months Mm. to basically slowly let all those different sugars kind of break down and work together. Mm -hmm. So So how long do you guys let this sit? We we do six weeks on this. Do you do a cave? Yeah, we don't do a cave. Where's the 603 cave? (laughs) (laughs) And does it lead to twins? Yeah. (laughs) There may or may not be an underground tunnel. 603K. If there's ever an apocalypse, I know where I'm going. 603K. <laughs> but you'll get a nice, clean, lager-like finish off this beer, but you're also going to get some maltiness, and then there's just a touch of hops, nothing close to what you'd get from, like, a burn the ships with an IPA. It's very clean. Yeah. Even the aroma itself is just clean. This is refreshing. Always one of the best sellers yeah. uh, at the beer hall, which is why we do 
we do a spring fest and then we do the um traditional october fest oh that's well. really unique yeah it's a it's it pairs well with so many things well the tobacco itself you know i have i get notes of uh hickory and kind of like a barbecue kind of sweetness uh i think the <clears throat> there's also a smoky and savory note from those uh dark fired kentuckys um the virginias i think just add a little bit of a sweetness and stone fruit notes to the whole thing that mm -hmm. i think like they said in their description just kind of rounds it out um i can get i can pick up every once in a while some vinegar notes or citrus or hay but it's it's a very deep very rich very smoky kind of pipe tobacco mm -hmm. um and uh i need to have a few more sips of the beer to kind of know exactly how it pairs whatever but um shell have you got your drac going there i got sir dracula or sir blackula yes <laughs> or is it alucard no it's not alucard <laughs> no um just the tobacco itself i get that that deep fruit note right off the bat and then that smoky just takes over for me and the um the beer itself kind of almost collides the palate but still pairs well you know, it's like I'm I'm in a rotation of starting over. It closes the palate. I get a nice subtle spiciness after taking a hit and then taking a sip, and mm. so it also it's a good circulation. Yeah, I do think it's very palate cleansing. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, Shell. I think you you nailed it as yeah. far as what I'm tasting out of this yeah. too. Yeah. Like I definitely get a little bit of that kind of fruitiness. I definitely get some of the hay. Um, but man, it just smells fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big yeah. aromatic on like it. it. it smells fantastic. <laughs> How would you describe the room note there, Pat? It's like a, like a pig roast, mm. like hickory wood mm. burning. Yes, smoke. Pig roast. <laughs> it's like a pig roast. I like that. Without I like the pig. That descriptive. Mm -hmm. Dave, what are you getting off this? Um, with the pipe tobacco, I get like the savory hickory. With a splash of the Virginias, uh, a little bit of that stone fruit, a little hay. Um, I, the uh, the smokiness is uh, very prevalent for me. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. I've had to smoke this before. Uh, it's really good. I really love the texture of it. It's real meaty, really mm -hmm. savory. Yeah, that beer really does clean the palate in between. It really does. Yeah. It kind of refreshes it. So you, right. Right, you got a, you got a nice see what again. this really does here. Uh-oh, uh -oh. here we go. Oh, here we go. The mad scientist get that. at it again. It's alive. <laughs> so while he's doing that, I have a question. Wow. So, unless Dan wants to do Tell me the... what you think. But, um, so since you guys have been kind of like venturing in the cigar kind of passion, have you guys tried... Like sampling beers, pairing with them with cigars to kind of see how they go, or like before it's actually like a accepted blend, or because like something that I thought of is like, for instance, like say like you know like the Winnie Ale, it's like it's, at least to my knowledge, it's kind of like every man's drinking beer, every man or woman's drinking beer. Yep. And so to me, like that's like a Connecticut cigar. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious to see if like you can kind of put that up against what everyone's daily kind of light smoke would be. And just kind of see if that could kind of help you 
kind of see if the if the beer is good or see if it's kind of appealing that kind of audience or yeah that's interesting that you said that because uh when it comes to it whether i'm trying to if i'm trying to introduce somebody to craft beer i'll usually go towards winnie ale and if i'm trying to introduce somebody towards uh premium cigars i go towards the connecticut usually my go-to is typically the my father connecticut so if I'm bringing somebody who doesn't, you know, to twins with me who doesn't smoke a cigar too often, that's kind of my go-to to to give to them, and they, they'll typically enjoy that because it's yeah, nice, clean, smooth smoke with a little bit of a little bit of sweetness from the beer. But I really enjoy if I'm doing beers, um, like I said, I'll probably do two or three beers over the course of a smoke, and I love changing them. Yeah. But have you ever like taken like a tested beer that you guys are kind of testing before you? commit to releasing it have you ever tried that with a cigar to see if that could sway you a certain no way that's a it? good no. idea honestly that would kind of that pat that sounds like a good development project we could work on oh. making the perfect cigar beer or even just like picking a cigar specifically that we want i would love to help you with that and, and then yeah <laughs> honestly that would be a really fun project is to kind of pick a cigar and actually design a beer around the cigar uh never done that but that is got my head cranking right now, Pat. That's super. That's a really cool idea. A really cool idea. How do you guys think the tobacco is affecting the beer? Need more. Again, it's almost like you're starting over every time for me. Yeah. The beer refreshes the palate, and it's not, and not, not in a bad way. It's just okay. I enjoyed my smoke. I'm refreshing the palate. The beer is nice and refreshing. It's flavorful, and then I just start over again. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Like, it just really starts the the, um, the freshness of the pipe back over again, and that's unique for such a for a, a malt forward beer yeah, like this yeah. to actually be that refreshing. And that's that that's that mash process, and that's the yeast that they use that Ooh. it really cleans up that flavor profile. I'm doing the my, spin. My, oh, yeah. my palate, my palate is not with the beer. As as good as it is with the cigars and the pipe tobacco, so I'm gonna. It, it really does change it up, but I don't know how to describe it. It brightens it for me. Okay, I guess is is the way I'd go. Okay, it brightens the it, it brightens this tobacco. Yeah, uh, for me. Like going back to like the point that I just kind of made about pairing cigars with like beers to see kind of if it meets that expectation. Like from the description of this, you, you know, it was like pairing with like schnitzel or like different kind of meats yep now whether that's a joke or not i don't know but no no so, that, so that's legitimate in that sense because those are those are really fatty yeah foods, so right the interesting thing to that point is to me this pipe tobacco is i would say meaty like it has like that hickory kind mm -hmm. of barbecue kind of flavor to it mm -hmm. and everyone's kind of agreeing that this is pairing it, it's it's helping the right. pipe tobacco like yeah. it's, a, it's a palate cleanser it's not necessarily taking away from the pipe but it's not changing it drastically where it tastes like a completely different pipe tobacco so i think it's interesting that he had that in mind while he was making this beer and this would be a pipe tobacco that i would say is similar to what he's saying it's supposed to pair it with and it's doing exactly what you would expect it to yeah it's a really complimentary pairing yeah they mm -hmm. really do work well together Except but and, and i think that the beer is doing the same thing in that um in that sense with the fatty foods right mm -hmm. so you have that fatty food it's really you get that coating on kind of your tongue and then the beer you, you have this beer and that's really going to cut through that yeah because right? this, kind of this really has a very thick you know finish to yeah. it yeah 
very rich finish very that lasts, and the, the beer just cuts through that, cleans your palate off, and then mm -hmm. you're able to enjoy the full flavors of the pipe tobacco again. Um, to me, it added some kind of, I'm going to say kind of like light vanilla notes to the, yeah. to the, to the beer, but it, it really does still just cleanse the palate up. It, it makes the, I, I don't know that it improves the beer or not, but it, it does have that kind of light, it brightens it, I guess, is the way that you explained it. Yeah, they work really yeah. well together. I think what I found with it, too, is like the, I think the pipe is kind of adding a little bit of sweetness to the beer. I was just going to say that. And then the, to me, the, the drink, the beer is adding like a vinegar note on the finish of the pipe tobacco. Mm. It kind of reminds me of like Mississippi River, like that kind of like zesty yeah. vinegar on the finish. Yep, yep. Um, I almost tasted, you know, when I smoked the glass, you know, that that hickory smokiness kind of goes into the beer, mm -hmm. and that brought out some more sweetness of it. Yep. Than is naturally there on its own, um, and it's not an unsweet beer, but it's just it, not overly so. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of brought out a little more of those sweet notes. I think we're saying we need. This tobacco with this beer with some barbecue. Oh, that is, that that is yes. probably the <laughs> ultimate combination with these because yeah, I mean it might. I'm like craving a pulled pork sandwich right I mean, because oh, that would be, go with the pulled pork. What, wouldn't that be perfect with this, Pastor Dan? You've done <laughs> beer dinners, have you? I mean, you've done cigar dinners, have you done a pipe dinner? Oh. No, but we have one plan. Ooh. Oh. We have one plan. Unintentional segue. In <laughs> August, August 13th, um, we're going to have uh, um, Jeremy Reeves, who is the head blender for Cornell and Deal, uh, come to the shop. Um, as you, uh, well, as you should know, if you don't know, uh, 724 now has two of its own pipe tobacco blends, Boston Tea Party and uh queen city both of which uh jeremy reeves uh made for us and it, it's uh, blended and made by cornell and deal and he's going to be doing a dinner where he's going to be doing a blending demonstration of oh, how wow. he makes boston tea party we're going to smoke the components over dinner and then he's going to blend it right there in front of us and then we're going to smoke the finished product very cool it's going to wow. be right on the deck at legendary awesome. it's going to be great Sweet. Um, it's it's it, oh, I'm so looking forward to I that. I think I know where I'll be on August 13th. Yeah, yeah. So, ticketed event. Save the date. Yeah, it's a ticketed event. There, there'll be 30 seats to that event, and um, uh, it's going to be um, the the food is being prepared for us for by the Tap House. Fantastic. They do they do a phenomenal job. They do a, they job. They great, do a job. great job, and uh, it's going to be like I said, right out there on the deck. It's going to be a fantastic time, and uh, details of that are getting ironed out. Probably in the next week or so, I'll have tickets and prices nailed down. But October, October, uh, August thirteenth, you're going to want to put that on the calendar if you're a pipe guy. Mm. Uh, and this will be our first pipe dinner. I don't know of, you know, there's nobody around does pipes like Twins does, so I have no way of really knowing because there's nobody else who's doing it but i've never heard of a pipe dinner no being put on by a shop there may be clubs that put on pipe dinners but i don't know of a shop like twins that's doing that 
This is going to um, be excellent. So, but the the guy, the pipe club is all excited about it. Great. Um, there's going to be a big uh, uh, pipe event that day too, from noon to four. And uh, Kaz Walters from from Laodice, uh who owns Cornell and Deal, is going to be there as well. And um, we're going to have a big uh, sale and a big event with Peterson and Savinelli Pipes that afternoon. And that will lead right into the dinner. I could use a new pipe. You see? We're going to take total care of you. We're a full-service joint over here. Hey. That's why we like you guys. I, I, I got to tell you, that last Peterson Pipe event, this is, I picked up the Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, and I thought that was, that's awesome. This <laughs> is by far, hands down, like the best smoking pipe nice. I have. I, have nice. I absolutely love this. Yeah, um, and you like it so much, yeah. There's also big news that day, don't forget. Big Twins news. Well, on the 12th. Still that weekend. Is that a teaser? <laughs> you want a teaser? Teaser. Little teaser. I like little it. Teaser. Little teaser. We'll give you a little bit of a little bit of a tease. We're going to announce something that's initials are T T A. Okay. Don't think dirty people. Yeah, I was smoking. It's gonna be good. It's thought about three acronyms. I can't say. Likewise. Very good. That's what she said. Uh, no, not really. It's what I said. Um, but anyway, um, do we have another beer we're going to pair with this? Oh, boy, do we. Yeah. So the next beer uh, that, that I brought for this is the 2016 Sebago Brewing Company out of uh, uh, Gorham, Maine. Oh, I used to go there all the time when yep. I was in school. So this, cool. is, uh, so this is their barley wine. So it's 11.9%, or actually, no, I, I think this is a 13% alcohol. Um, Sebago, fun fact, Sebago Brewing Company was my introductory to the beer industry. They took me as a lowly bartender off the street mm -hmm. and taught me everything there was about selling beer. Nice. So um, I've had this cellared. This was released the, uh, the year I started with them, I believe. So we got a six-year-old no. barley wine. Six-year-old barley wine, and uh, Sebago's barley wine was hands down my favorite beer from them when I was working for them. Mm -hmm. And it's also, to my knowledge, still their highest rated beer. Mm -hmm. Their barley wine, is, uh, last I checked, was the number two rated barley wine in the world. In the world. In the world. Yeah, so, this, is, this is an epic barley wine. These guys do a phenomenal Is that a double job. can? So, yeah, and, and it's the coolest. So this is ever. the coolest packaging thing. They've kind of gone away from it now. But the idea was with such a high alcohol beer, um, drink one, seller one. So it's also perforated. So all you got to do is... Snap it, Bada boom. comes off, and you can, again, with such a high ABV beer, yeah. it's kind of, do you really want a, you know, 750 milliliter? Do you want right. a 19.2 ounce? Um, but this beer is, uh, I haven't had the 2016 in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I had a 2015 recently, which was uh, my favorite year that Sebago had done, mm -hmm. um, but a really, really nice uh, American style twist on the barley wine. It's aged nine months in Woodford Reserve bourbon Ooh. barrels. Woodford Reserve oh bourbon barrels. So we've done some barley wines here before. Yes, we have. And if, if you guys will remember, so it's a very big malt forward mm -hmm. beer. And being American style, there's American. more hops than you would get in a European style. Mm -hmm. But at this point in the beer's life, six years it's, later, you're really not going to pick up any of those hops. So at this okay. point. the coolest part of this beer, which I remember when it was fresh, is you get such a big hop presence uh, right, up, right when it's fresh. 
And after about three to four months, those kind of get muted and uh, just add to the sweetness of the beer from those malts. Mm. Hope there's six. There is. Down the line we go. Okay. Count up right, the sticks. Right Still. All right. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Salute. Salute. Take a little smell. Mm. Again, though, it's a sweetness kind of. Those big, rich, dark fruits on yeah. the nose. Tons of raisin, date, Raisin plum. is what I'm getting right off the oh, top. Lots of raisin, yes. Mm. Oh, that's good. So smooth. That. Oh, so man. rich. Really, really good. Try. Oh my goodness! And to think that that's thirteen percent. Mm. Like uh, you don't taste that at all. No, not, a not at all. It's not hot at all. No mm. booziness to it. Mm. All right, that's let's try this sucker out. Like uh, an iced coffee, really, right there. It's, it's a, a epic, really nice it's an deep epic barley wine. Yeah, yeah, deep amber color. Oh, the flavors here—the coffee, the raisin. Um, Stone fruit kind of that just plays so perfectly with this tobacco. Yeah, absolutely. The smokiness, the the barbecuiness goes right with the sweetness of, of the barley wine here. It's it's fantastic. Oh that's nice. Dan, tell me what your tongue is saying. Just tons of that dark fruit. Mm -hmm. Tons of that dark fruit coming through. And then it plays, and so this is interesting, right? So is where does the Marzen kind of gave you that palate cleanse? This isn't doing Ooh, that. This does not. This it's, is it's, just it's more building it. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really it. building yeah. the flavors, which is really interesting. It totally brings out the little bit of Virginia that's in tobacco, but it's allowing the, that uh, um, dark fired Kentucky to kind of just build on your tongue, mm -hmm. and. Not that you get that barbecuiness, mm -hmm. but the smokiness of it, the yeah. woodiness of it, the the you know hickoriness of it comes out. Mm. That's amazing. If you smoke it, you instantly get like dark sweet berries out of the drink. It's crazy. Yeah, it's actually for being six years old. I mean. We're kind of pierced at this point. We kind of pick up on a little little nuances. I don't get any oxidation. No, I don't get, yeah, I don't get anything. They pack, they did a great job packaging that beer. That it it, it, it sells really there. really nice. Yeah, for six years. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Here he goes. That's really fantastic. Yeah, it just brings out the you know some raisins, some. Mm -hmm. um, Figs, some plum figginess, plum. Not the sweet kind of plum that's in this. It's 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 something else. Yeah, it's like a dark, almost like a dried plum kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm getting like a black licorice. Black licorice. You say prune in a good way. Yeah, prune, but the kind of prune you like. Yeah, that's the, right <laughs> that's the kind of prune that we do like. Huh? <laughs> Well, it depends the on how bad you need to go there, <laughs> How bad do you need to go? Not bad enough. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Oh my goodness. Pat, how does this one hit your palate? Mm, wow. 
Okay. I guess it's really like a commercial break until Pat knows what he's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a really like savory kind of like malted chocolate on the front. You get some like kind of like dark kind of plums. And then there's a little bit of like a subtle kind of like sour flavor, kind of like a a plum peel, I guess you can kind of say, like a dark kind of sour kind of sweetness to it. Little, uh, so yeah, so we would, a little tannin. Yep. A bit of a tannin. Yep. Yep, kind of effect. And then that finish, I'm getting like kind of like this muted kind of black kind of licorice. Like there's some sweetness there, and it's like kind of like that, you know, whatever you would, if you could break down black licorice more, like whatever that is. Like it has like a very subtle, like muted kind of like sweet kind of licorice kind of flavor to it. The one thing I've noticed after drinking this fresh years ago that I can recall is the barrel characteristic is almost gone. Yeah, the wood. Yeah. I, the- I don't pick up a ton of the wood. No, it's 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 that that sweetness kind of has overtaken the oak characteristic from that would that was first in the beer when fresh, but mm-hmm. it's mellowed and blended so yeah. nice though. It was a little bit of spice to it as well, and I think the smoke is bringing that out. Mm-hmm. I don't think normally you'd, you'd no, pick up any spice in this at all, but yeah, I definitely get some on kind of the back and the side of the tongue. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a little spiciness. Very much so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just a little bit. This is a very, like you get the the raisin, the the plum aroma right off the bat, and it's very subtle, very muted, but uh, when you take a sip, it's just fruit explosion yeah with a bit of a sweetness now we i haven't done the show with you previously mm-hmm. have you are you have you tried many barley wines in the past or is this kind no, of a new thing my first barley wine. Right. oh <laughs> god shell we got some work there oh <laughs> hashtag bil barley wine is yeah <laughs> now barley wine is probably one of my favorite styles of beer that kind of goes really under the radar there's not a lot of breweries doing it uh which is why at 603 i was so gung-ho on like Let's do a barley wine, and I think that 603 did a phenomenal job. The first time was more of a rye wine, just because of the collaboration we were doing with Sagamore Whiskey. Yep. And then uh, with Doug coming on board, making some slight alterations, uh, was kind of eliminating some of the rye. There was a ton of rye in the in the grain bill at, for that first first time. But um, again, barley wines, you fu- they people come out of the woodwork that that really enjoy them. They're not as widely available as, as I would I would want. Right. Right. Uh, on, and it really, like, they just go so great with cigar and pipe pairings. Yes. You know, it's hard. It's almost hard to miss. It, yeah. If the if it's if you got good tobacco and you got a well made barley wine, like, oh they're, yeah, they're usually gonna hit. You know, they're usually gonna hit well together. Yeah. Well, this is hitting pretty well. Dave, do you have a favorite pairing between the two? Oh, I'm hands down with this right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in seventh heaven. <laughs> Uh, can you explain why? Mm. Or is it just some mystical Wapadu experience? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, uh, <laughs> we'll move no, on. It's, it's, you know, the, the hickory smokiness of the, the, uh, of the pipe tobacco. And then you have, like, these deep, dark fruits that kind of just, like, mimic it in a different way. Um, they just, you just want to do one right after the other, you know? I love it. Uh, I mean, just... The hickory and sweetness just goes well together. I think that's because what, it's know, like a dark sweet, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're both, it's like the hickory is like a dark wood, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really smoky, very flavorful. It's very forward. And it's, it's the, uh, the same with the dark fruits. It's like a, you know, um, I don't know how to explain it. it just goes really well. 
I think I think the ideal combo is you do this with the margin with the pulled pork sandwich. Mm. And then after you're done with that, you switch over to your barley wine, and that's your dessert. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, think that, you I think that's all. your combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I, I, I'm not a big dessert guy, but like a drink like this, yeah, that would. That's I, your dessert. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I would rather have something kind of on the sweeter side, like this, with a with a nice full-bodied cigar or yeah. pipe tobacco. For dessert than like a piece of cake, yep, you know, or or uh, um, cheesecake or something like that. This would go so well with like a Neanderthal. Wow. Yeah, this would go well with a Neanderthal. It's I mean, both it's, of these flavor profiles, the cigar and the pipe tobacco. I think there's a lot of similarities to them. Yeah, I think these for me tonight. These are by far the best two combos. Mm. Yes. Yeah, these two with this with this pipe tobacco is fantastic, and it's neat if you have a little bit of the margin to switch back. To That's that. what I, I was doing. Yeah, and you, and you get a quick palate cleanse, and then when you drink that barley wine again, it's like you feel the viscosity of it, mm. and you kind of rebuild those flavors back in. Yeah. Now I have neat. a little bit of the the trillium left. I'm gonna try. Oh, it. oh. sneaky, sneaky! Oh, yeah. a little, little sip, sip. I'll have to say the trillium was probably my uh, favorite of the pairing with this pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that cleansing the palate without mm-hmm. it being watery, and just. Starting over again, tasting tobacco, tasting the the margin again, and it works perfectly. It is really interesting how that margin clears the path. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it just cuts through. It really yeah, does, but it yeah. lets you kind of really re-experience yeah. again. Yeah. Now Doug can add that to his descriptors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got you, Doug. Now, this the barley wine definitely is the better pairing than. Than the trillium mm-hmm. with the pipe uh, tobacco. Yes. I don't know. I like the Definitely. trillium. Oh. And the barley wine. Make sure the barley wine's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I drank all my trillium. I wish I had saved some now. The barley wine is very good. What about you, Dan? Did you think which which uh, port did you? Think? I don't know which one I liked the most because honestly, I was I was really surprised actually how much that cleared my palate out. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to say it's going to be situational for me. Right, right. If I'm sitting down and I want to crank down a couple beers, I'm taking the Marzen. Mm-hmm. And if I just want to have one glass, I'm taking the barley wine. There you go. Now, the barley wine or the Trillium? The barley wine. The barley wine. Yeah. yeah was, it, was it a better pairing? For yeah. The pipe oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the barley wine, I think. Just the, the flavors. Mm. The flavors enhance it's, each other it's so incredible. well. incredible, yeah. It just like, plays the, so much better with the hickory. Yeah, the Trillium's delicious. Um and I think the sweetness is what's really interesting mm-hmm. between the Trillium and the tobacco. But as right. far as the overall full flavor profile, I think this barley wine and this tobacco are now, well, Shell, well, well you, you you felt the reverse. You, yes. you like the the Trillium better with the pipe tobacco. Right. Why I mean, so? The um, the barley wine goes I think goes very well as far as the stone fruits and mm-hmm. bringing out that darkness and smokiness. But I do like being able to re-experience everything. So I'm not just tasting the same thing in fullness. I'm getting the the pipe tobacco, and then I'm refreshing the palate. So uh, it's almost like I'm having two or three or four you know bowls without having just having just one. Yeah. But um, the trillium is very delicious, and again, just refreshing. And again, I'm a you know I'm a porter style kind of guy, which I feel like the uh, the barley wine is closer to, mm-hmm. and the sweetness and the creaminess. <coughs> but the trillium, I just I'm enjoying that refreshing part mm-hmm. of it. Now, as I'm smoking this further down the bowl, the woodiness and hickoriness is increasing. The sweetness is decreasing. 
Uh, is anyone else getting the same kind of feeling too yeah, from the, the fight back? Yeah. So, I, I, that's what I'm getting, and that's kind of why I'm going with the the Baldy wine for my favorite pairing. So, like typically when you, especially pipe tobacco, but even cigars, like when you start burning through each third, it usually intensifies a lot. So mm -hmm. a lot of the pairings that initially went really well with it could either do very well, or they could kind of not do well depending on you know where you are so with this pipe tobacco definitely got fuller bodied especially on the last third of the bowl mm -hmm. and that spice really kicks up that hickory kicks up that smokiness kicks up mm -hmm. and the barley wine enhanced that hickory note for me throughout yeah. the entire bowl but then that enhancement of that sweetness and that spice so on the back third of the bowl when the spice really kicked up through the retro i was getting like a really like prominent baking spice but then that like kind of dark plum was sticking to it. So mm -hmm. it's like the first time I can say like on a retro that I felt that that kind of sweetness, like that dark plum was a part of that spice. No, like mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it was two separate flavors to me. It was like one. Yeah, definitely. I'm picking that up. I could definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you on that. You want to do a little would you rather question? You guys oh, fill up to would you rather question? Boy. What would we rather? Okay. It kind of goes in line with what we've been hinting at tonight. Okay. Would you rather uh, only be able to eat healthy food or junk food? I think I would go with what's the healthy food? Where does barbecue fall? Yeah, right. We're talking keto. Barbecue is good. <laughs> hey, Jim, barbecue would you rather only right? eat healthy foods? I think foods with a whole lot of added sugary toppings to them probably then disqualifies them as healthy or junk food. Or just cook them in beer. That's fine. Cook them in beer. <laughs> I'll I'll go with the. Uh, I guess the healthy foods. If we're if we're saying that that's a steak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. falling into that category. If steak and barbecue are somehow falling into the healthy food category, yeah, give me that. Uh, well, I guess processed, non-processed. I'll go with yeah, the non-processed, non-processed. Yeah, might be I'll, a way I'll go to with say. the non-processed. Okay, PJ. I would I would say the same. Uh, you know, obviously it's situational, but mm -hmm. probably the healthy foods. I can eat, and it sounds terrible. I can eat a salad all day every day. Mm -hmm. That's was one thing that growing up in my house we had a salad with every meal, mm -hmm. and I, you know, more often than not, I love a good salad. Mm. So yeah, in in my house it was always spinach salads, which is weird, but it was lemon oil and mint. Spinach is as oh. mm. so <laughs> yeah. So uh, my grandmother's uh, Lebanese, okay. so that was kind of her dressing was just lemon oil and mint, and it kind of stuck. And I could eat that all day every day. So throw a little protein on there, and we're good to go. But processed foods like sweets, things like that. Not really my, my, my forte, but I mean, if we're talking like, where does pizza and pasta fall in? Because, man, I could. Uh, uh, pizza yeah. and pasta is definitely not healthy. Ah, so that, that's <laughs> tough. That's yeah. tough. Pizza is very healthy, thank you. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of all the food groups. It is all the food groups. Yeah, put a salad all of it. Yeah. No, 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 no pizza, Dave. That's but I, I think I've had my fair share, my fair pill <laughs> of, uh, of junk food, so I might be all right. Mm -hmm. All right, Shell. Anyone who's seen me uh, snack at the shop knows I, I like my sweets. 
But yes. I think I'd rather go with the healthy foods because you get can't. out. You, All you eat is junk food. <laughs> what, you don't see All me, you eat is junk food. You don't see me cook at home. You don't see my no. Brussels with the Parmesan, garlic, or the red chili peppers. I just see Cheetos and Oreo cookies and, and little cube. It's, it's weird. They're delicious. But <laughs> I definitely, because you can dress up healthy foods without making them unhealthy. So mm. I'd go with that. All right, Pat. Healthy food, junk food, healthy, <laughs> junk, healthy, healthy, healthy yeah. food, healthy food. Dave, junk food. Okay. <laughs> he acts like he's torn. I'm gonna say healthy, but it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> junk food. I, I don't think you can go a week without eating pizza. No, I couldn't. I couldn't go a week without eating yeah, pizza. So it's let's be honest. Out. It's junk food. Uh, it's not junk food. It's junk food. It's not junk food. It's junk. Yeah. Nope. Pizza yeah. is totally healthy. No, it's great. Not really. What if it's nope. a cauliflower crust pizza? Can we? Yeah. Can we can we it? It? I don't know about that. That's Make pizza healthy, yeah. very much so. Yeah, Dave, uh, have you ever eat uh, a cauliflower crust pizza? Would yes, you ever eat it? I have. I have. You I've have had every pizza imaginable. I've eaten it. I love it. Every you, pizza you, you, imaginable. You just, you're just saying. I've had, cali- I've had cauliflower crust pizza. I've had you know vegan pizza. And I've had mac and cheese pizza. I've had it all. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And what pizza would you go back to? I, any of it. All pizza. of it. That's all what you go back to. Come on. Dave, let's get pizza. out of here. Mm. Where does Where does Pastor Dan land on this? Uh, Pastor Dan would be the, the the health food. Yeah. I'm like you. You know, steak, a salad. You know, some grilled chicken. Yep. Yeah. I, I love all that stuff. You know, I it would be it would be, it, you know, if I had to choose between so no red meat. It's got to be fully cooked. It's got to be you no know, pink. Well, I mean, you can still have the pink. <laughs> you can still have the pink. Let's make it ahead of ourselves. Let's, let, let, let's, let's, come on. You know, <laughs> now, that, that being said, ice cream, I love you. Like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you have a place in my heart always. always. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. yes. As, as much as I'll, I'll take my steaks, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should. Do, <laughs> There's always maybe we should do it. I, I, all right. So, you know, just for science, I have delved into the ice cream and cigar pairings. Really? Uh, so that that might be something we need to. Oh, uh, that's like a thing. Who is, we, we <laughs> Who is it that, that only does milkshake pairings? Oh, I don't know. Um, it was uh, the regional, uh, sa- regional U.S. sales manager for Illusione. <clears throat> he since left Illusione Cigars. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, but they they didn't drink at all, so they would pair everything with milkshakes. Oh, have you ever yeah. done? Have you ever done like an ice cream and tobacco you, cigar pairing? No, no, no. no. They, totally that could be an episode. Kurt yeah. is a huge ice cream guy. You say ice cream, and he's in. So maybe the next time he's on, I think it's time for a little like, ice cream. Like you know, all next month is ice cream month. Twenty-four month. Oh. Um, you know, July. You know, seven and the, the twenty-fourth of July is what. 724 day. 724 day. 724 day. Get it? It makes sense, right? Love it. Mm-hmm. 724 day on 724, July 24th. Um, so all next month, we're featuring 724 cigars on the show. And next week, this is a great segue. Next week, we're doing the, uh, we're doing a special cigar, special limited cigar, the a cigar that was made for Club Humidor for their. Uh, mm. Uh, cigars, cars, and, and cycles event, which just happened uh, this month at the beginning of the month, and Kurt blended a special cigar mm. for them for that event, 
and it's an all Honduran cigar. Kurt's first all Honduran cigar, mm-hmm. also his first box press. Yes. Oh, I love me a box press. DJ loves himself a box <laughs> so, press. So uh, we're going to smoke that very, very limited cigar next week. Uh, there's not many left. If you haven't gotten them and you want to smoke with us on the show, you need to get one. They're almost gone. Awesome. Very limited cigar. Uh, the only places to get them were Club Humidor down in Texas and at Twins. The only two places in the whole world you can get those cigars. And like I said, they're almost gone. But we saved some just for us <laughs> on the show, and we'll be we'll be smoking those next week. We're also going to be smoking something new from Cornell and Deal, the Haunted Bookshop Cake. Mm-hmm. Haunted Bookshop. Uh, is a blend that they've had for years that's one of their best-selling tobaccos. It's been, uh, it is one of the few tobaccos on the market that has absolutely no additives in it at all. Tobacco usually does have some kind of something put on it to help it, to help it stay preserved and, and not go bad, but there's absolutely no added chemicals at all. Mm-hmm in the tobaccos that are in haunted bookshop i had a little bit of that while we were getting set up today and i really really enjoyed it, Isn't that was my it first nice, time trying that. Yeah. nice nice and clean it's one yep. of my yep. favorite uh pipe tobaccos to have people who are really into cigars who are trying who are trying a pipe for the first time because there's a lot of similarities those woody notes yep. uh it's almost like a nice habano cigar you know and uh very very good stuff but when you press it together like a cake how does that change the tobacco, which is usually a uh, um, kind a of a ribbon broken, cut, yeah. broken ribbon cut tobacco there? It's going to be really good. We're going to be smoking both of those things next week. Looking but, uh, looking forward to that. That's uh, going to be awesome. I, I got to tell you, so I think that the very first time we came on to do some pairings, mm-hmm. the pipe tobacco we did was the Carolina Red Flake. Mm-hmm. And that became my favorite. Oh, yeah. That became my it's favorite pipe tobacco. I have a feeling that this Bold Kentucky is about to become my new favorite. Mm-hmm. Bold Kentucky is something else, huh? This is just it's really, really so excellent. It, it is very it is nice. fantastic. Mm. And as much as I, I thought I, you know, I wasn't honestly thinking too much about the pipe tobacco <laughs> tonight because I had smoked the cigar earlier and I really enjoyed the hell out of that cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but do. man, this this pipe tobacco is it's phenomenal. I'm glad you guys like it. Really, is phenomenal. It's, how do you like it, PJ? At fantastic i mean this is you guys never cease to amaze me with the with the things that you pull out here and this was a uh, unique i ha- i'm just kind of getting into pipes now mm-hmm. uh the past i don't know six months to a year mm-hmm. so uh this was a little bit different as far as the cut goes and right the, from the uh the other pipe tobaccos i've tried so that was unique and still not sure how to how, how to pack it necessarily so <laughs> I've, been having to re- I've been having to rewrite half a dozen million times <laughs> but um but really, I love the full flavor, and that's the one thing I realized about cigars when I first got into them was I, I people I was you know recommended start lighter and work your way up, and then I, it was once I started trying the really deep Maduros things like that, I really was like, all right, now now I'm kind of touching on what I like, and again, kind of similar with this with this tobacco as well. Shell, what about you? What do you think of the uh, um, bold Kentucky? I like it, not in my normal vein, but with the pairings, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, brought out the complexity and the refreshingness of obviously, but um, it's good. Pat, I enjoyed it. I, I do definitely kind of move towards the tobaccos that have like that hickory kind of barbecue sauce sweetness, and it definitely met. And I enjoyed how like as you smoked it, those those notes I enjoy the hickory and barbecue sauce intensified throughout the bowl. So, Dave, yeah, I enjoyed it well, um, especially with the you know the barley wine. 
That was just the most tastiest pairing we had tonight, in my opinion. Um, very pleased with it. All right. Well, there you go. So you know what we're doing next week? The 724 Club Humidor right. uh, Limited Edition Cigar. Cigars, Cars, and Cycles. And Haunted Bookshop Cake. Dan, PJ, thanks for being with us this week. Thank you for having us, man. Always a pleasure, Thanks for sharing all those beers. Of course. It's amazing. My wife is so pleased to see things going out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Into the cellar. Nothing ever comes out. That's all. They can't try anymore. (laughs) Oh. I have plenty more in there. I mean, a couple years worth of pairings for you guys. So I've, got, oh, very cellar beers. I've got 23 years of Sierra Nevada Bigfoot barley wine. So 23 years straight. A vertical. Wow. 23-year vertical. So, so every year, every wow, year for great. 23 years. So at some point, that will need to get broken out. I think we have an idea for another show. <laughs> I think we have an idea for another show. And, you know, one of, Back to the Future episode. Again, yeah. you know, I, think, I think you know, one of the great things about having you guys on is that there is, there's such a uh, um, just a, a people just naturally progress towards the, the, the bourbons and scotches to pair with cigars. Uh, but beers can make great pairings Absolutely. too, yeah. and I love being able to try all these different things and seeing how you know all these different uh, types of beers can really, really bring out amazing things in cigars and pipes. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Don't miss out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next week. And that's not just blowing smoke. (laughs) You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.